Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. You know where you are and you should know who this is. I am Tyler Chef and this is the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And guys, this week we're going to talk about a little known thing that you guys might have overlooked. And I thought, you know, I'm seeing a lot of this in the marketplace now and I want to bring it up to you guys so you can find the opportunities that uh, I'm seeing out here in the marketplace. I want to help you grow your portfolio. And this doesn't, this, this episode is going to help anybody who's looking for opportunity, looking to buy property, or maybe you're a wholesaler and you're looking to buy property, you know, get something under contract and flip to somebody else. But one thing I see that's common and everybody's talking about right now is rent prices, right? Rent and rents are through the ceiling. You hear it. It's, they go crazy about it down in Key West, but that's just, it heads everywhere. I mean, literally I'm hearing it in all markets and almost all markets across the country. I've never heard anybody say, Oh, the rent's cheap. They don't say that because the rent's not cheap and inflation is out of control. Uh, as I record this, it's Wednesday about one o'clock and they're going to re- release the, uh, the Fed chair is going to release the most recent uh, update. We'll see what that looks like today. But we expect, at least the experts are, are saying that they're going to raise the rates another three quarters of a percent. I get the feeling it's going to be closer to a full percent, but we'll see. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. I guess by the time you listen to this podcast, you'll know the real answer, whether it went up three quarters of a percent or one percent. Well, how does that impact you? Well, that can help you create opportunity. And what do I mean by that? Well, inflation affects everybody. There's nobody on the planet that is immune to inflation, first of all, know that. And once you realize that, that means the landlord that's got the rental property, his costs are going up or her costs are going up. Every time things cost more money, materials, whatnot, that eats away at the profit margin of the landlord. And a lot of you guys that are renters are probably saying, oh, poor landlord. Well, yeah, it is a poor landlord. And that's why that is a big reason why rents are going up. And in Key West, everybody's a victim, right? Everybody's going, oh, it's their landlords getting rich. Landlords are not getting rich in Key West. I hate to tell you, unless they bought the place in the seventies. If they bought the place anytime in the last couple of years, they don't have much cash flow in those properties. I know this because I've underwritten these deals. I've looked at these opportunities. I've tried to make long-term rentals work in Key West and there's just, the market is just too tight. You know, you, the people can only afford so much, which means the rent can't just continue to spiral out of control because people aren't going to keep paying it forever. Now, Key West is rare because it's a very beautiful place. And obviously people, a lot of people want to go there, but en masse, if we lose a lot of employees, some of these larger apartment complexes, may have some trouble filling vacancies coming up because we're pretty much at the ceiling. There's one that's getting ready to go on the market here real soon, a apartment complex, and they're boasting that they had an $800 year-over-year rent increase. That's nuts, $800. They're now up to $3,800, and they're getting ready to bump it another $400 up to $4,200 a month. Now, that you think, well, that's just the... the the developer or the apartment owner is just getting greedy and that's not fair. And we can go on and on and on all day long about that. But the reality of it is the reason why their rent's bumping again is they just got their wind insurance bill and the insurance company raised their wind insurance by 35%. Well, that is same situation is true throughout the U S throughout Florida anyway, because that's where I'm paying attention is in Florida cost of wind coverage, not cheap, not cheap at all. Um, so that's something that you need to be thinking about. 
these landlords that currently own these properties, they're paying those increases. It's not like they have a choice. When the insurance company says, hey, the insurance is going up, they have two choices, really. They can pay the difference or they can sell the property. So in Florida, I'm here to tell you that every landlord in the state is, if they haven't already, they're about to get an insurance uh, rate hike across the board, which means there's going to be a lot of opportunity for things coming on the market. And that's why we did our real estate fund, right? We want to partner with like-minded people, put a pool our, our resources together and go take down deals. So when we start to see the effects of this, what'll happen is when they, they take all their available cash to pay the insurance, then other things are going to start to fail. Things like not taking care of maintenance, right? Letting wood rot get carried away. Maybe they're, they eke another couple years out of those roofs and they start cutting corners using a handyman to do electrical and things like that. These are the things when you can see these things visually. Look, think about landscaping, driving down the road. You'll start to see, gee, that place was usually pretty well maintained. And now it starts to look kind of crappy. That creates an opportunity for you to jump in there and make things happen. You should know, and I've heard this recently, I think it was Ken McElroy that said it, 85% of landlords are mom and pop. And of the, those, that, that's a huge percentage. That means only probably 15% of America is big corporate America. Well, mom and pop have done a terrible job of keeping their rents increased. At least syndicators and, and corporate owners generally have rate increases built into their leases. They're consistent with that so they can weather financial storms. But the company, the small guy, mom and pop, maybe they made friends with the tenant or worse. They've got a relative living in there. There, you, you see this every single time a property comes up for sale. Well, this way below market rent. I've never seen anybody list something for sale at market then and actually have it at market rent. And it's because they don't want to be the bad guy. And even though they should be the bad guy, because when they're not the bad guy, they're going to have to pay. They're paying. The expenses are going out the door. So it's not like the landlords are getting rich here, guys. The expenses are happening. They're rolling out the door like it or lump it. The only way they can recover, recoup those costs is to raise the rents. So if you're, you own a rental property right now and you haven't raised your rents in a, in a while, well, I get to, I hate to tell you your uh, costs have gone up no matter what. Well, gee, Tyler, I'll self-insure. Well, the water cost has gone up. Electric cost has gone up. I can tell you on every one of my, my properties, I, I just got the, I was sitting at my insurance agent the other day because we're buying another property here in Tarpon Springs and getting a quote. And they were like, I said, well, one of my buildings I do short-term rentals in. And I said, well, if I decide to change that to long-term because the rents are so high now, long-term rents, I can long-term rent it for about the same. I can short-term rental it. So obviously there's more expenses when you short-term it. So I thought, well, hell, I'll just long-term it, make the same top line number, the gross, but my cost will be less. And the insurance company's like, um, no, sorry, it's you're still going to have the same insurance cost. As a matter of fact, if we change the policy, it may actually go up. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I'm paying $8,000 a year on four doors. And I've talked to every insurance company in the planet to on that, that little four-unit building trying to get a better price. And I can't beat eight grand. It's like, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. So what did I have to do? I had to raise my rates, right? So now you're not going to get any, not that I would give you a deal anyway, but I had to raise my rates for my short-term rental across the board to recoup that cost. I'm not paying that incredible, that increased cost. I have to pass it on to my landlords or to my tenants. 
That's just simply being a responsible business person. I'm not taking it in the chin. But that's what you're going to see coming up as this inflation continues. And it's clear they have no idea how to get themselves out of this mess. I don't think any elected official can fix it. I think it's beyond that. I think what will happen is, is that we're going to hit a brick wall and we're going to become a renter nation, which is why we are doing everything we can to build up our coffers so that when the time is right, we can strike and go in and buy opportunities and do great deals. Now, if you've never thought about, uh, if you've never heard of, of our real estate fund, we're doing it. Cashflow Guys is doing a real estate fund, which basically we're pooling people together. And with those resources, I can go out in the street and buy great deals. We are getting ready to close on our first deal this coming, well, actually today, if you listen to this podcast on Friday, the day it releases, we will have closed on our first deal in the fund, which we're pretty damn excited about. More details to, on, on that to follow, but it, it, this one, guys, is a freaking home run. And uh, you make money when you when you buy. You don't make money when you sell. We, we've, we're buying it right. We're doing it right. It's exciting. And so stay tuned for that. We'll get more into that in coming weeks. But that said, when you're looking out, when you're out talking to people and you're seeing things that are maybe listed for sale in the MLS, ask the question now more than ever, why are you selling? What are you going to do with the money? And now they're going to be resistant to, to tell you whatnot, but ask the question anyway. I saw one the other day where the place was gutted. I mean, literally the floors are missing and they want 300 and some odd thousand for a duplex. So I looked into it and I realized, I was like, why in the world would they, how would they come up to that price? I mean, 300 and some odd thousand dollars and it has no floors. I don't mean like there's just concrete. I mean, there's no floors at all. You open the front door and you're going to fall five feet to the dirt. It was that bad. So a realtor is the owner, right? And he bought it for $20,000 less a few months ago. So apparently, I'm assuming what happened is he bought it, started doing rehab, found out it's more than he can handle. Maybe he didn't have the rehab budget, whatever. And now he has to turn and dump this thing uh, and get out from underneath it. Well, that is opportunity. So just because something in your market sells doesn't mean that it's not going to come back for sale real quick if they get in there and found something a little too rich for their blood. Now, in this case, the guy's on day one taking a loss. He's willing to walk away from $20,000 in equity. We could walk in there, and I'm looking at this thing pretty seriously because my team can go in there. I have a general contractor that rocks. Flooring is not a big deal. The framing and the truss work's already done for the, the floor joists. So provided they pulled permits and that's been signed off and the house is structurally sound, we could go in there. It's a duplex. We could go in there uh, and finish the project because we have the ability, we have the cash to do it. On the other hand, it's also on a lot that's zoned multifamily, which means we can go in and do maybe potentially build another building there uh, and make it a fourplex. Now, now my $300,000 price tag doesn't sound as bad, does it? Even with that, we don't necessarily know the whole story. So I'm going to try to get with the seller and see if I can have a good conversation to figure out what's going on. And so I can apply some sort of a solution to this guy's problem. And if I can do that, well, that's a home run. Maybe he's got a hard money loan and on the deal and I can take over that hard money loan. I probably wouldn't want to take over the hard money loan, but maybe I could step in as the lender and buy that loan out from the hard money lender. Now all we're going to be arguing about is the guy's equity, right? 
And maybe he's a guy where he's scared his credit's going to be destroyed. Well, I can solve that problem. If he gives me a reasonable deal, I'll take it off his hands closed right away. I don't need an inspection. I can get my contractor to go over there, take a look, tell me what we're facing, give me a ballpark idea of how bad it really is. It's in a town that I have done business in for years. I have a team here. The government, local government officials trust me because they know I do good work. I own other properties in this town. So I have a great track record and I can get a lot of stuff done in this market. So I'm not going to assume what happened. I'm going to go ask those questions. Hey man, what happened? How can I solve this situation? And that's the kind of stuff you got to be thinking about guys. You got to get out there, roll up your sleeves and, uh, see what you can work out. So with that, I'm going to, I've already put in a call. I'm waiting for a call back so that I can see if I can figure this out. Know this, and this is what I want you to take away from this podcast. Inflation, we all know if inflation's out of control, but inflation forces rent increases. It forces their hand. Now, in a lot of cases, tenants will pack up and leave the ones that aren't too bright because when they leave, they have to go somewhere else and they're likely going to wind up paying more rent unless maybe they're renting more apartment than they need. Let's say, for example, they're renting a 3-2 and they really only need a 1-1 because they're by themselves and they broke up with their girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. Well, in that case, they're downsizing. Uh, so they're going to change their quality of life. Bottom line is it can that can solve a whole host of problems if people pack up and leave. Good. Now they're out of the way so you can go in, do the renovations you need to do and put the rents where they need to be market value. You know, if you're that landlord that's not raising, just doesn't have the, you don't have the courage or the stomach to raise your rents. I get it. It's not pleasant. But if you're not willing to do it, your property, you're going to lose the property eventually. It's going to fall into state of disrepair. The tenants are going to start to dislike you if they don't already. And then maybe it's time to think about dumping that portfolio. There's no shame, guys, in selling off that which you've done that isn't quite the way you wish it would be and starting over again, a fresh start. Maybe this time you underwrite the deal where you can afford property management so you, you can have somebody else make those tough decisions for you if that's not your cup of tea. At the end of the day, guys, there's no shame in basically a rinse and repeat, right? Get rid of the old, out with the old, in with the new, get in there, roll up your sleeves, and make it happen. There's lots of opportunity out there. There's going to be a lot more opportunity coming soon. The more doom and gloom they talk about in the news, the more opportunity that will be presented uh, from those news cycles. So get out there, keep your powder dry. If you're out there doing it on your own, make sure you got a good solid team that can weather the recession, make sure your contractors are, are well-funded so they're not hanging, you know, having to beg, borrow, and steal to keep their head above water. Uh, find a contractor that's got a good staff and that has kept their staff for a long time. Like my guy's been at it for like 30, 35 years. He's got a big staff of people, great subcontractors, not the cheapest game in town, but he's the best. And that's why we use them. So guys, capture this opportunity, get in line, because I'm here to tell you, you're going to start to see pain from landlords. And when you see that pain, you see examples of that pain, start to see yards that used to be kept up, starting to look disheveled. I had the place run right next door to one of my properties. I didn't buy it because the price was just wackadoodle too high, but I can already see signs where the guy's out there cutting his own grass. He's a landlord, drives from Tampa uh, for about an hour every day, every week to cut his own grass because he either can't afford or maybe he's too cheap to hire a lawn guy. Well, that's the sign. He overpaid for the property, but know this, he had to put 20% down uh, when he bought it. So if the loan amount is actually about what the property's worth, I, there's no reason I can't go in there and buy that 
satisfy that note, give the guy 10 grand for his trouble and send him packing down the road, right? There's nothing stopping me from doing that unless, of course, he says no. And that's one of the examples. I mean, I don't care if the guy paid $500,000 for a property that's worth four eighty. If he put fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 down, there's instant equity. So if the real price is lower than that and all you got to do is pay off the loan, then make it happen. Maybe you can buy it on a wrap. Maybe if he got a lower interest rate loan, maybe he got two, three, four percent interest loan and he got a nice 30 year loan. Maybe you can assume that loan or buy it on a wrap. Um, you can Google search. I, I'm not going to go into that this episode, but uh, that's one way you can do that and then encompass that debt. And then you put together a great deal. That's a win-win. So guys, I hope you found value in this episode. If you're interested in investing with us here at Cashflow Guys, you simply go to cashflowguys.com, hit the website. You're going to see the website being uh, redone here in the next couple of weeks. We're pretty excited about that. Uh, we have a new investor portal for our investors that we're going to be unveiling here real quick. Uh, we're excited. We are keeping our building, our coffers, and keeping our powder dry, and we are ready to strike uh, as opportunity presents itself. Like I said, we got one deal that's closing this week. Uh, we're excited about and uh, we'll be still looking for more. So it's not too late to join us. If you want ever wanted to get involved, if you've been on the fence, head over to cashflowguys.com and let's get talking and get that process started. So have a great week and I will catch up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.